How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision, all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. I'm a teacher, mom to three toddlers, self-proclaimed French fry connoisseur, and a marketing and launch strategist to teachers. I'm answering all your burning questions about starting and growing an online business using your teacher genius. In these podcast meets magazine style episodes, I'll give you simple mindset shifts, business tips, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We're going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Hey everybody, I am here to answer your top 10 questions about creating an online course. To warn you, I have a cold. I'm very sorry. I was going to wait until I didn't have a cold to record this episode, but I'm on like my second week of this cold and I just can't wait any longer. So here we are. I will try to make it through without coughing, or at least I will pause if I do cough. Um, I wanted to record a podcast episode about creating an online course because so many of you send me DMs on Instagram or you're in my program, Course Creators Intensive, and you have some really great questions that I think sometimes can get in the way of you putting out that idea that you have because these questions are kind of like stopping you from moving any further with your idea for a course. I wanted to answer those in the podcast episode today to kind of like clear the air, clear things up and help you move along in your course creation journey. Okay, I already have to pause to cough. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) All right, so the first question that I always get about course creation is, how do I even come up with an idea? I think I would be good at teaching an online course. You know, I'm a teacher, this is what I do. But how do I come up with the idea of the thing that I want to teach as an online course? So I would maybe take out some journal paper and really think through what are some topics that you are passionate about? What are some areas you are skilled in where you've really like just kind of narrowed in your practice? Um, You've gotten maybe training in these. And this could have to do with teaching or it could be completely outside of teaching. There are online courses on just about any topic you can imagine. There are online courses on how to play the guitar, how to, um, I don't know, make an art, a certain art project or how to... Uh, budget your finances. Any topic that you feel like you could teach on could become an online course. We just want to make sure that you pick something and don't get hung up in this idea phase forever. Because when you launch an online course, it's all really an experiment. You have to experiment until you find that you do have a market for that idea. So an idea is only as good as the people who are interested in buying it, right? So we need to make sure there are people interested in in purchasing your course. And that leads me straight into question number two, which is how do I know if my idea is a good one? The way that you know is you try to find that fit with a particular market. So a market is just a group of people who might be interested in buying what you have to offer. And the first thing you're going to want to do is research that audience. So does that particular audience exist? Who are they? 
what are they currently struggling with? What are they looking for? What do they need? Is there a problem that they need solved? Where can you sort of swoop in and help this particular audience? So let's say, let's say just for the sake of keeping it easy that you decided, okay, yeah, I want to teach people how to play the guitar. Okay, great. Who wants to learn how to play the guitar? Who do you like to work with to teach them how to play the guitar? Where are they hanging out? What are they complaining about? What are some things they've already tried to learn how to play the guitar that haven't worked? Maybe you decide you want to help busy people play the guitar and get back to their creativity through playing music. Literally just making this up as I go, I don't know if that's a thing. You would want to go out and do some research, do some uh, internet lurking, and Facebook groups are my favorite place to do market research, and figure out, does this type of an audience exist? What are they searching for? And then how can you sort of meet up with them? by engaging with them. So a great way to engage with them and to test your idea at the same time is to create a freebie, if you don't already have one, a freebie lead magnet. And so you would come up with something, usually a PDF, something really easy. It could also be um, like a free challenge or something that's going to really engage that audience. And you're going to give it to them in exchange for their email address. And then you're going to go build your email list based on the names who subscribed. Ideally, you would do this well before you decided to actually launch your course. But this is just a great way to test out this audience and see if they're interested in your idea. Now, let's say with a more teacher-like example, let's say you're already a TPT seller, you've been thinking about creating a course, you create TPT products on um, fifth grade math, and you're thinking you could put together a course on how to run math centers in your classroom. You've already got an, an engaged audience of fifth grade math teachers, now you just need to test your idea of math centers. So you might put together a freebie that is specific to math centers, Put that out to your existing audience and then gauge the interest. And how interested they are in that is going to predict how interested they will be in your course. So creating a freebie is a great way to test your idea. The next question I usually get is, do I need a big audience to launch my course or how big of an audience do I need? And the truth is that some people who teach you how to create a course will say, oh, don't worry about it. You don't need a big audience. And that's true. You don't need a big audience, but you do need an audience. You do have to be doing your own marketing. So you need a a group of people somewhere that you can sell this to, right? So they have to be at least a little bit interested in what you have to offer. They have to be engaged and they need to be hanging out somewhere where you can easily talk with them. The best way to do that is your email list. We ideally would want an email list with some people on it. I would I would give you just a number, just to give you a number, but please don't get hung up on this. But I think that 200 engaged email list subscribers is like a nice starting point number. If it's less than that, or it's far more than that, but they're not really engaged, or it's far more than that, but they're not really the nice, uh, uh, the right audience for what you're about to offer, then you're going to want to work on growing your email list. But every time that you launch, your email list grows. So begin with that freebie. See if you can get around 200 engaged subscribers with that freebie. And then from there, go ahead and do your first course launch, knowing that that's only going to grow your email list. It's only going to grow your engagement. Even if those people don't buy your first online course, or they don't buy it the first go around, 
they're still there. They're still hanging out. They're still paying attention. They're still the right audience. And you've engaged with them. If you don't have an engaged email list, another uh, great way to have an engaged audience is through community. So if you have a Facebook group or on Instagram, you have like a really engaged following of the right kind of people to buy this particular offer, that works too. Email, in my opinion, is always the place we really want to get people ahead of our launch. So let's say you have this really great Facebook community, but they're not on your email list. Then I want you to get that freebie out to your Facebook community to get as many of them on your email list as possible before you go and launch your course. Because an email list is really the most direct way to communicate with the right people. In a Facebook group or on Instagram or even on TikTok, you're fighting an algorithm in order to get in front of your people. With email, you're not. So you are able to just send them a message that lands at the top of their inbox. Um, And that is really nice for your course launch. So ahead of our launch, we want to get everybody on that email list. As far as next steps, I want you to, if you do have an engaged list, I want you to reach out and gauge their interest on the topic that you're thinking about. Maybe give them that freebie download and see how many of them click and download it. Or give them a survey and find out what it is that they need or what they're looking for to help you generate ideas. If you have an email list but you're not as engaged, then go and email them and nurture them with a focus on the topic that you're thinking about teaching for your online course and see what the reaction is and sort of make your decisions from there. The next question has to do with launching. I get a lot of questions about launching. And this is, should I only launch if I have a product that has an open and closed cart model? So that means my offer is available for only a short period of time and then the cart closes. That's the launch type that we probably see the most often. But the answer is no, you should not only launch if you have an open and closed product. You should be launching I would argue you should be launching, even if you don't have an online course, you should be launching your digital products as well. Anytime that you have a new product or a new offer like an online course, you should launch it. Anytime you update a product or an online course, you should launch it. Anytime you have a product or an offer that you want to dust off and bring some more hype to, you should launch it. Launching is just a concentrated marketing effort. It's a time where you're bringing excitement back to a product or offer or to a new product or offer by really concentrating your marketing efforts and maybe also adding urgency, which brings me to question number five, which is how can I add urgency other than having an open and close cart? So some other ways to add urgency to your launch would be to have a bonus that is only available during this particular launch. Maybe you add a a PDF to your course and you say, okay, I'm going to be launching this week. If If you join my course this week, you will get this bonus, this bonus PDF or this bonus call with me or this bonus video. Maybe you have a new flexible payment plan that's only going to be offered during this short time. Or this is my favorite one, you have a live event that you're going to hold with anybody who's enrolled in your course. Maybe you're going to do like a live workshop or a live Q&A call, and it's happening next week. And if you join the launch this week, then you can come to that live next week. But if you don't join this week, then you missed it. You missed your opportunity to get in on that live call. These are ways to get people off the fence um, and help them make a decision without having to open and close the cart. Although I will say that I do prefer an open and close cart just because that really does 
it not only gives your audience some urgency to make a decision, but it also gives you time to focus on the next cohort of people that have just enrolled. Um, when you close the cart, you have more energy to give to your audience inside of your course. So that really kind of, I think that helps bring structure to your offers. Question number six, what tools do I need to create a course? And then as a follow-up question, I always get, do I need to buy Kajabi to list my course? And the answer is no, you don't need to buy Kajabi. That's what I use. Um, I decided to buy Kajabi when I first started out because it's an all-in-one tool and I needed all the things that it offered, like email marketing and building my website and hosting my course and building landing pages. I wanted all of it and I didn't want to have to integrate everything. So for me, Kajabi was a great solution. And I will link to that in my show notes um, in case you do decide to go that route. But there are lots of other ways to create your online course, host your online course, sell your online course with having to spend very little money or no money at all, really. So let's think about what goes into creating your online course. First, you're probably going to have some slides along with your videos. So you'll want a place where you can create those. I use Canva. I know a lot of teachers I work with use PowerPoint as well. You also need to record your videos. So you're going to need some equipment for that. If you don't want to go all out and buy an entire video studio setup to create your course, that's totally fine. Um, At a minimum, I would make sure you have a good quality microphone. I will link to the one that I use in the comments, which is uh, in the show notes, but that's you know, not the only choice. It's just the one that I use. I also have a webcam that I love that helps the video quality look a little bit better without having to get too fancy. Um, And really just those two things will be great for recording your course. You're also going to want to have a place where you can host your course videos and sell your course. This can be done on a variety of sites that are free. Teachable is one that I believe is free and teachery. There are lower price options like Podia. Then there's Kajabi, which is more expensive, but is it that all-in-one tool? There are lots and lots of different choices as far as where you want to host your course. Um, I'm just going to plug my other business here for a minute and say that if you are creating a professional development course, you can host your course for free on our new site, poppd.co. So head over there and fill out the application to host your course over there which is nice too, because we do some of the marketing for you because it's a marketplace. So there's that little plug. Um, You also want to make sure that you have your email list up and running before you create your course. And then you'll want a place where you can build out a sales page. And a lot of people will choose to build that sales page either on their website or using their email list uh, service provider. They usually have a landing page builder as well. Some places where you host your course may also have a landing page builder for that sales page. Okay, question number seven is, I have an idea for a course, but I don't feel like an expert. Should I still create an online course? And my answer is yes, yes, yes. People love to learn from other people, their peers, right? Their fellow teachers. Um, You just need to be a couple of steps ahead or know a little bit more or have a different way of thinking about it. So what you want to do is create your own unique method. If we go back to that example I mentioned earlier of math centers, what is your own unique method of um, holding math centers in your classroom? 
really think through that and then add your own unique ideas, experiences, tell stories, use examples, and open the discussion for the people taking your course to explore this further. You are the facilitator of this discussion, the facilitator of these ideas, teaching your unique method, but you don't need to know every single thing about a topic before teaching a course on it. In fact, I've worked with, I think, I don't even know how many course creators at this point, a lot, hundreds, I would say for sure. Um, And the ones who are the most successful are the ones who are able to be vulnerable enough to say, yes, I'm teaching a course on this because I have new and exciting ideas to share, but I'm not the expert necessarily. I don't know everything about this. And they're willing to be a little bit vulnerable and just facilitate more discussion on how people can get better with that particular topic. And then they create a space where people who are engaged with that course can then engage with one another and learn even more about that topic. So if you're thinking about how you might develop your idea into your own unique method and really think through what does that method entail? You're going to want to sign up for my free challenge, which is running If at the time of recording of this episode. It'll be in a week or so. It starts on May 4th. It's a three-day challenge. And during the challenge, we're going to take your idea for an online course, and we're going to map it into a unique sellable method that you will feel like, hey, this is this is really my framework. This is my way of doing things. And I'm really proud to share this with the world. And I'm really proud to sell this because it's a different or new way of looking at things. We're going to help you turn your idea into something sellable. So that's at alyssamcdonald.com slash challenge. You'll want to register to make sure that you get those challenge emails. There's also some challenge audio lessons that go with it and a little bit of a workbook to help you really think through that. Okay, the next question is, should I run Facebook ads? I get this one all the time. My answer is, of course, you can run Facebook ads, but for your very first launch of your course, everything is an experiment. Every email you send, every little bit of copy and images on your sales page, everything from the title of your course to to the, like I said, the emails you send to the webinar you create, everything is a test. We want to get some data moving through this experiment before we pour gasoline on the fire, right? We want to get some people in. We want to see how they react to the way that we've laid things out for our launch. We want to see how people react to our course content. And then we want to change and tweak and experiment again. And when you run Facebook ads, you're really adding fuel to that fire. So let's Test things out with the organic audience that we have first, and then you can think about Facebook ads. It's also really difficult to sell your course to an ice cold audience that doesn't know you at all. I would rather see you maybe use Facebook ads to grow your email list ahead of your course launch and then launch to that email list. Question nine, do I have to launch? I don't want to feel salesy. Do I need to launch if I'm going to have an online course? So you don't absolutely have to have this concentrated marketing effort of a launch, but you should expect that if you don't have this really thought through and pre-planned launch, that people will come into your course at a very slow trickle, if at all, um, because what a launch does is really gives you a concentrated flow of people coming into your course because you've really set up some 
purposeful marketing strategy during a purposeful window of time, which gives you more data to work with all at once. It helps people get off the fence. Launching is a proven marketing method that's used across many different different industries for many different products. So all you're really doing is following a launch playbook or a launch formula that people have used before that they know works and that they know also will bring in a flow of people. If you follow that kind of launch formula, you are inevitably going to grow your email list and you're also going to get a nice flow of people into your course that you'll be able to then kind of test out different um, different parts of your online course, test that out with them and see how they like it, see how they respond, see what questions they have, improve your actual online course, and then improve your launch as well from launch to launch. I do believe, though, that when you do go and launch, it should be your launch. So obviously, follow some of the playbook or like um, launching methods that people in marketing have used forever but also put your own spin on it. Do the parts that you like to do. Choose your own adventure, right? If you want to make a webinar, great. If you'd rather do a video series, fine. If you want to do a secret podcast, great. Follow your energy and what you like. Because if you don't and you just try to follow that launch playbook step by step without considering your own needs, your own likes, your own energy, it's going to be reflected in your launch and your people will know it and it just won't do as well. So follow your own intuition too. Last question. Actually, nobody asked me this one if I'm being totally honest, but I really wanted to talk about it. (laughs) So I made it a question. What trends do you notice in course creation in 2022? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, I wanted to really point out, I've talked about online courses a lot on this podcast. If you want to go back and listen to a few of those episodes, um, that would be great. There are There's lots of information on this podcast about creating an online course. It's something I really love talking about. I have my program, Course Creators Intensive, that walks you through that launch playbook I was talking about earlier. So it's one of my favorite topics. But I'm definitely noticing some changes, both in in the way that launches are happening and in course creation in general in 2022. But I'll talk specifically to course creation. Um, I'm definitely noticing that people are tending to like shorter bite-sized trainings in 2022, uh, especially when you're first starting out. They want to get to know you. There is a lot of lost trust in course creation right now because there was a time when launching a course, I mean, everyone was doing it. There are a million and one courses to choose from. And let's face it, not all of them are good. In fact, quite a lot of them are probably, it's fair to say, like not good. And so I think people have a little bit of hesitation going in, especially with somebody that they haven't purchased a course from before. They're not wanting to dive into a six-module course until they know they're really going to like what you have to offer. So having a shorter bite-sized mini course or workshop that you launch first is such a smart way to engage your audience and gain that trust and show them what you're all about and then do you know your signature course. Um, but those shorter bite-sized trainings are becoming increasingly popular. The other thing that's becoming really popular in 2022 is the live cohort. So running your course live with a specific group of people for you know two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or whatever, where you are really 
engaged with this live audience over a period of time with lots of accountability and support. And I think that's just because people are so busy. They really appreciate that accountability and support. They appreciate the live component. And it's also really great for you. In fact, in my program, Course Creators Intensive, I teach all of the people in that program to run their first cohort live because it gives you great feedback, great testimonials, and it allows you to change your instructional design and your curriculum based on the needs of real people that you have actually delivered this thing to. Plus, it takes the pressure off of you of having to pre-record every single video before you launch. So it takes a little bit of pressure off in a lot of ways. All right, that wraps up the 10 questions for course creation. I'm going to be talking about creating and launching courses over on my Instagram page for the next couple of weeks as I launch both that challenge and my program, Course Creators Intensive. So if you have more questions, feel free to DM me, Teacher by Naptime. I'll be happy to answer your question in my stories or on an Instagram Live. You might even see it featured in an email. Um, or on the next podcast episode, I definitely want to be there to answer all of your questions so that you can launch your next course, especially as we go into summer. This is the perfect time to get something launched and to be thinking about that back to school and what your fellow teachers are going to need for professional development going into the new year. At the very minimum, I hope you go to the show notes uh, or go to alissamcdonald.com slash challenge to sign up for the Map Your Course Challenge so we can figure out exactly how to turn your idea into a unique, sellable idea, method, blueprint um, that you'll feel really great about putting out into the world. Don't forget to DM me, Teacher by Naptime, on Instagram with your listener questions so that I can answer them on the next podcast. And of course, please review this podcast. We so appreciate every review. We will be reading some of the reviews out loud in episodes this season. And so we really need you to please snap a photo, share, review, whatever you can do to spread the word. If you have a teacher friend who's looking to start an online business or grow their online business, please share this podcast with them if you think they will find it helpful. Hope to see you in the next episode and I hope you enjoy this new format of season three.